0: Welcome to the For The Girl podcast. Join best friends Mackenzie Wilson and Mackenzie Baker from Delight Ministries as they talk about all things relationships, faith, and, well, girls.
1: This podcast is for the girl expectant for her future, for the girl who is ready to grow,
2: and for the girl who needs some honest answers. Get ready because this is for you.
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the For the Girl podcast. This is about the fourth time we've recorded this interview or this introduction. Introduction.
2: Yeah. So, should we still <laughs> announce ourselves like we've been announcing ourselves?
1: So, we got our host, Ken's ray Baker,
2: <laughs> and I was supposed to introduce you, wasn't and, I? Again.
1: Okay. Yes. Ken's Ray Baker Thank you. and we got Mac Lee Wilson. Oh my goodness, who
2: hey, do we think we are? We think we are cool. We think we're cool. You know, it's every day when when I we get to our recording place and I put on headphones, I immediately think I'm cool. Like I think oh, I'm yeah. like a pro. Podcaster, Oh, for sure. You're like, chuck, 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 chuck. Yeah. We hear. It's something about the, the headphones that really do it. We used to not use yeah. them. And now that we use now, them. We leveled up. We leveled up. We I'm going to use these up. when I just
1: talk on the cell phone. Are you? Yeah. Okay. I feel like that might be cool. Like, oh, uh, like make me feel more confident. Yeah. Make you feel more <laughs> confident. <laughs> yeah. do you do need a confidence
2: boost on your phone calls. I need a con. You know, yeah.
1: sometimes. Anybody yeah. else
2: hate calling people? Oh, always. Scared of the telephone. No, actually, I really enjoy the telephone. You do, too. You do, too. I do, too. Okay, but for reals, let's get to what we really came here for, which is our amazing interview with our amazing guest, Miss Suzanne Hendricks. Yes, we are so excited about this interview, you guys. Um... Suzanne is
1: just so cool. She carries herself with so much humility. Um, and her story, she's going to be sharing a little bit of her story with her husband, Stevie. And yes. it is
2: the sweetest story ever. It really is. Like, I just was loving listening, hearing her talk, hearing her share her heart, their whole story. It's yes. like, it's different than a lot of stories That's that right. like we probably heard in this podcast before. So you guys are going to love it and enjoy it. She's yeah. amazing. I mean, <gasps> yes. you've probably seen her on the gram. I mean, um, She, her little family is the cutest family ever. So go follow that. Go follow them on the gram, YouTube, TikTok. Yes. I'm sure they're on all the things. All the things. Yes. TikTok. But we want to spend the next couple of minutes telling you guys about something very, very exciting happening in the For the Girl world this summer. If you haven't already seen it on Instagram or in your email, we are so excited because as a For the Girl and Delight like community, we are going to be studying the book of James this summer. Yes,
1: this book is full of so many truths, you
2: guys. It oh is so
1: convicting in the best way, yes,
2: empowering, challenging, encouraging, literally everything. Like you will get done reading the book of James and look different because it's that transformative. It's going to call out some hard stuff in each of us Mm -hmm. and call us to live higher. And I'm really, really excited about it as we've just kind of been reading and studying it. I've been like, wow, this is James Mm -hmm. is not for the faint of heart. It is tough, but it's so good and i cannot wait to see like the truth that it just speaks into our community it's gonna be amazing amazing so
1: if you want to grow with us this summer to mature your character and seriously look and feel like a new person at the end of this summer we would love for you to join in with us. There are three different things we wanted to tell you guys about. The first is our James study book. So anybody else sometimes struggle comprehending scripture? Like you just open your Bible and you read the book of James and you're like, you get it, but you don't really
2: get it. What
1: did that mean? You just need a little help. Well, this study book will do exactly that, you guys. It'll just give you some context behind the scripture, um, speak more about the people writing the
2: book ask you hard questions I'm loving listening to you describe it Ah, doing a really good job you're doing a really good job what's funny is that um, Ken's do you know it's in the booklet yet yeah. I'm I, kidding you know it's in the booklet I know <laughs> I know. <laughs> no, but really, we are so excited about these booklets. I've gotten to really kind of dive into them. We've, we've talked about it as a team, walked through the book of James as a team. And then we've mm-hmm. wh- kind of written this guide that will really just walk you through studying the book of James. It's going to mm-hmm. kind of walk you through verse by verse. It's going to give you really um, thoughtful questions to answer. It's going to yes. give you like that context, things that might point to other parts of the Bible that you didn't know were connecting points. Yeah. And it's really cool and really exciting. So if you've never read the Bible before, this is an amazing tool tool to kind of get you started. And even if you're a seasoned professional, like this is like a a new thing to help just revive and reawaken your time with Jesus. And you know, sometimes you just need a new study to help you. Like you know when you get a new Bible study and you're like, I cannot wait to do my quiet time. You actually like get up. Sometimes structure really helps. It's like when you get a new workout outfit and you're like, let's go. I'm going to the gym. Yeah. When you get that new Bible study with the cute cover, you're like, can't wait time to read the word. So You gotta get these booklets. The best part is they're only $9.99 at forthegirl.com. Yeah. What a deal. What a deal. What What a snack. snack get one for yourself, grab one for your friend, grab a couple, pass them out to random people on the streets if you want to. to. That's right. All right. So that's first up. So we have the James booklets at ForTheGirl.com. The second thing, and we are so excited about this, is we are actually going to be talking about the Book of James on our podcast all summer long. So the first summer podcast episode or the first episode on the Book of James drops on May 26th. That's right. And these are going to be a little different. So we are going to be doing Um, James episodes for six weeks. So we're going to have an introduction week and then we are going to have five episodes dedicated to each chapter in James. And what we're so excited about is you're not going to have to hear us blab on for hours. (laughs) We have invited some of our favorite uh, pastors and thought leaders and just teachers and preachers to come and to share their wisdom Mm -hmm. and their knowledge and their truth on each chapter in James. And it is going to be fire. It's going to be Fire. It's gonna be so good. These are people we love, respect, and just like look up to spiritually. And it's gonna be an, an incredible podcast series. I'm really, really excited about that. Basically, we're bringing the real scholars yeah. in the house. Yeah, yeah. So you'll have the James Study Booklet where you're studying it on your own, personally reading through the Word of God every week. There's gonna be a podcast episode that's gonna help you to dive deeper. And then, thirdly,
1: thirdly, we are launching groups where you can study this series in groups with your group of friends, whoever it is, with your fam, whatever your group is, all across the country. So we want you to consider being a group leader. So we have a simple little form you can fill out and we'll get you all the tools and resources you need to lead a group but it it is so so seriously simple you basically just get your friends and family together yeah and you'll have everything you need you guys there is no qualifications to lead a group it does not matter who you are if you've led delight before if you've been a part of a delight chapter before if you feel qualified to lead it's simply just loving your community and being intentional with them so good and you'll grow so much when you step into leadership
2: so much and all it takes is that little step of boldness you just have right. to go to for slash James you can fill out the little form there we're gonna send you that guide to help you lead in your email inbox and then it's just as simple as gathering women you know being bold reaching out to people on Instagram or maybe some hometown friends or friends from college yeah. and just saying hey do you want to study the book of James with me this summer it'll be so cool I can't wait to yes. hear the stories of just women who step into leadership women who maybe open up and study the word of God truly for the first time women who like connect and go deeper in their walks with Jesus it's yeah. going to be such an incredible summer and guys we mean it when we say we want you to be a part of this you can get the booklet you can listen to the podcast you can do the group you can do all three we'd love for yes. you to do all three Yes, that'd be incredible go all in God oh, sees
1: it yes wow you guys well please please join us be looking out for us on the 26th is when the podcast will launch you can get the booklet now you can sign up to be a group leader right now just go to for the you guys other than that, get ready for an amazing episode. We are so excited to share this love story and some truth with you guys. It's going to be incredible. Let's do it.
2: All right, everybody. Welcome back to the For The Girl podcast. We are so, so excited about our guest today. We have the amazing Suzanne Hendrick. She is calling in from Austin, Texas today, and we're so excited to chat All about her love story, her life, everything that, you know, the Lord just taught her through her relationship with her husband, Stevie. It's going to be amazing. Suzanne, how are you today? howdy y'all I have to do that
0: now that I'm in Texan, a true Texan (laughs) I'm so happy to be here thank you guys thank you to the community and and everyone listening for for joining us today this is gonna be such a fun little episode
2: oh this is gonna be so much fun I know some people are major fangirling right now they're so excited (laughs) about this Uh, oh my gosh so sweet but for those of um maybe our listeners who maybe aren't familiar with you can can you just give us a little bit uh tell us a little bit about what you do kind of your heartbeat and um just like what your passions are okay let me try to condense this right
0: <laughs> um it's so hard when somebody's like in just a few sentences yeah can you agree? So <laughs> yes. um I think I think what sets my heart on fire is I've always just loved connecting with people that's kind of what took me down the path of Thinking that I wanted to get into um, radio, television, film, and broadcasting, um, I thought that that would be kind of the place where I could create stories and tell stories about people and connect people together through stories. And so, I went down that path, and then I quickly realized this was around the the age of social media as. Instagram was starting Uh to rise. (laughs) And this is when IG had those ratchet filters that we all know (laughs) and didn't love. (laughs) There were no other options. I mean, this is back when it wasn't even a thing. It was just for fun. And I I just kind of started noticing like, wait, this is something here. This is more than just a picture app. And I just started sharing more on social media to the followers. I didn't even have, but I just thought it was so fun to create and to connect and to share. So I did that online. And then I'm really fast forwarding this story, but you know, before I knew it, I decided, you know what, I'm gonna start my own blog as I'm in college figuring out like how I'm gonna do this radio T V hosting thing, like where's this really gonna lead me? Um, I know it's a very competitive industry and my heart was set to move out to Los Angeles after I graduated in Texas. So I just knew that it was gonna be a big mountain that I had to try to climb and conquer, and so um, I decided to start my blog just as an outlet, a way to connect with people, and bring social media sort of into it. And I just fell in love with it. I fell in love with the the fact that I I was my own producer, I was yeah. my own editor, I was my own writer, and suddenly. You know, the the ten readers that I had on my blog, which were ninety percent family members, it ended up <laughs> slowly but surely growing, you know, yeah. thanks to the rise of social media. Um, and so, after I graduated when I moved out to l a, you know, it's like the rest is history because you think that you know, God's calling you to do one thing, and then it actually turns into being something so different and so much more amazing. And that's really what has evolved today from having a small blog to now doing a podcast with my husband called the good life, which is probably my favorite thing that we get to do. And then obviously, you guys have probably seen smoky eye tutorials and fun videos (laughs) on on YouTube, um, and all sorts of other content, but I just love to connect. So that's how it all started. And now it's continuing
1: to grow and evolve. But the connection is there, you know, yeah, totally. That's so good. I love that. I love your story from the beginning. Um, just your friends and family following you to, today. Literally. When you yeah. It's that. yeah. so good. That's so good. And I believe that God really does give people platforms for a reason and influence for a reason. And it's just so cool to see how he's going to use you. Um, Thank you. So we're so excited to have you. Okay to really let the guests in on who you are we wanted to do a fun little speed round we have some questions so they're going to be like quick answers are you ready for it oh, oh gosh
2: okay let's do it <laughs> and, and because this episode is all about dating and relationships and marriage and all the things these are all about you and stevie and which one is more so yes okay <laughs> cool are you Wonderful. ready
1: I am ready. Okay, they're kind of here. We random. go. Here we go. Here we go. Okay,
2: so who wakes up first? <sighs> Lately, Stevie. <laughs> <laughs> How late are you sleeping in these days? Girl, I'm sleeping in until about at least nine. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: uh, that's good. Late for a baby? Mom. That That's is late good. For a mom. Yeah. But my husband, he knows that I've just been sleeping later. I'll stay up later at night. Yeah. Um, I'm just, I love catching up on movies and shows or just reading a book. So he will um, get up in the morning because he likes getting up. And then he'll get teeny out of the bed and go make her breakfast. And it gives me time to
1: slowly defrost and decompress and get up and get going. Oh, amazing. What a good husband. That's amazing. (laughs) Okay. So who said, I love you first? Okay. uh, So I'm trying
0: to think because we just recently did a little fun game on my Instagram and we both pointed at each other. I I pointed at myself (laughs) and he pointed at himself. But when we went back to the record tapes, we realized that Stevie actually
1: said it first. Uh, he said it first. That's about okay. That. We might need to get this story later on, but we'll keep going yeah. with our speed round. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Who made the first move? I did. Ooh, oh, <laughs> come on. <laughs> we need to know more about that too. These yeah, we we'll to dive in that later. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Who's the better driver? Stevie, hands down. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. I'm a little crazy on the road too. Okay. <laughs> Who is funnier? Oh come on, guys! Let's we gotta (laughs) give that to Stevie, the character king. (laughs) Oh my gosh, you see it all over the gram. Okay, who's more stubborn? Oh well, (laughs) I'll say I'm gonna say me. (laughs) I love it. it. Who's cleaner? Definitely me. Who's the better dancer? Definitely him. Ooh. That's impressive. Okay. Who's more likely to wake up grumpy? 100% me. (laughs) (laughs) Who's more romantic? um that's tough
0: I would say it's 50 50 but if I had to give it to someone I'm gonna give it to Stevie
1: wow Stevie got a lot of those that's all I got that's all I got all around guy over here okay so I'm so curious after all those questions I want to know just a little bit more of how you guys met what your guys' story is how you fell in love we definitely need to know about you making the first move too yes uh, I know yes (laughs) yes
0: Man, it's so funny when we met in college. You know, we were both studying. You know, to be in j- journalism. Slash, he had a minor in theater, so he th- he kind of wanted to do acting. But he was also in um, broadcasting. And specifically, we were looking into like entertainment news, more of the colorful, fun stuff that you could do across television. And so we I remember we both had to volunteer. Um part of the credit in our class as juniors was you had to participate in the news programming. So NTV Nightly News is what it was called. And it would actually air across the Denton Metroplex. Um, wow. And it was just like this. It was like this big deal if you were in in, in college because mm. it was run by the students and operated completely. And so our teachers would kind of grade us on our performances. And so I remember I that was like it was like I, I had just gotten out of a relationship and it was it was my only other relationship I had ever been in my whole life. And so this guy that I was with, I really thought I was going to marry him. And we were together since I was like 16 years old. And then fast forward to like, you know, being a freshman in college, things started going downhill. So by my junior year, it just, there was no resuscitating that relationship. Like it was so dead. And I was so just over it at that point. Mm. And at that stage in my life, I was probably the lowest I've ever been In terms of my confidence, in terms of my happiness, in terms of my identity, I didn't really have the answers to anything. Um, And this was B.C., before Christ was in my life. Okay, yeah. And so... I just decided the best way to get over an X is for me, I just need to stay busy and focus on my career. That's what I thought. I just mm-hmm. got to focus on my career and everything else will fall into place. And so I started getting really involved in school. And so I started signing up for more of those news um, volunteer jobs on campus. And that's where I met Stevie. Stevie. Um, I had been commuting, by the way, from my mom's house to the University of North Texas, which was about a 35 minute drive every day. And okay. so I didn't really have friends on campus. I would go to school and I would go home. So when I met Stevie for the first time, it was when I was entering this news station station you know, programming. Mm -hmm. And we had to work, we all had to work together and I had to kind of introduce myself to people. And I felt like it was kind of a little bit of a mixer because you kind of got to get to know each other if you're going to work together. And anyways, long story short, I walked, I remember walking into the producer's room and I saw Stevie just making everybody in this room laugh. Like mm. he was just so everyone was so drawn to him. And there was this light and this energy about him that I was just very much focused and fixated on. And at mm. the time, I didn't know what that was, you know, and I was just really drawn to it, especially coming from a dark place and a dark season and such a sad place. Mm. I was really drawn to that. And so he was so easy to talk to. I remember he told one of our mutual friends that we had in that programming. He said, who's the girl in the fedora? (laughs) I would wear, I would literally wear a hat every day, no makeup, my curly hair and a low ponytail. And I would just go do my, I would kind of do my thing. And then I would leave. I didn't really try to make friends. And he kind of he made the first move in the sense of like being a friend and he just was like so friendly and I just was so drawn to him. And that's kind of the first time we ever met was through our college, our college newscast. And the rest is history because I remember our friend, Matt, who was the director, he's a sly guy because he told Stevie, he said, Hey, next semester, I get to pair up the anchors. Like I get to decide who anchors on what night. And he knew that me and Stevie both wanted to be on camera and to do like anchoring, anchoring. Yeah. And he goes, I can pair you guys up on Thursday nights. So he paired us up on Thursday nights and we literally were laughing and ha- it's just like, I wow. fell in love with it. To this day, we tell our friend Matt, we're like, you were kind of the matchmaker there because <laughs> we were able to really get to know each other and and laugh in between commercial breaks, as cheesy as it sounds. And we had to do our voiceovers in the voiceover room and it would just be the two of us. And that's where we would kind of ask each other some like serious questions. And like, you're just in the voiceover room by yourself, kind of scandalous, but really we would <laughs> sit there. And he would tell me, what kind of guys are you into? And I remember I told him, well, I hadn't really been with anybody other than my ex. And my ex was not American. He was Kurdish like me. And so I, I was kind of teasing Stevie, but I said, sorry, I'm not into white guys. <laughs> and Stevie <laughs> said to me, and I said, what about you? And he goes, well, I'm not into white girls. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, That's okay, good. great. Perfect. He literally thought he literally thought I was I was making it very clear to him that I did not want to take it any further than being friends. And so Mm. after that, it was like, he just stayed friends with me. And, and I was totally bluffing though, because that's what we do sometimes as women, right? We kind of like bluff a little bit, but really I was so into him and I was like, what is this species here? I've never seen a man so perfect, so loving, so kind, but I'm still getting over somebody. So Mm. I was like, how would this all work? I don't know. So I was just staying away from it and I was very fearful of it, but I couldn't, I couldn't keep him away. I just was so drawn to his light. Like I said, that energy and the more that we became friends, literally we became best friends and then it evolved into a romantic relationship. But really, I say I made the first move because Stevie to this day will tell you, well, when I asked you at the time, what kind of guys you were into, you said you weren't into white boys. And I took that very seriously. Like (laughs) I'm not going to be that guy that tries to like make these moves when she's clearly not about it. And I said, Stevie, I was totally lying. I was so into you. And I the, The reason I really fell in love with him was because just his heart. I mean, I had never met a man Who loved God the way that he did and the way that he would talk about Jesus to me, somebody who was not a believer at the time, um, it was beautiful. And it was like, as I was falling in love with Stevie I was also falling in love with Jesus on my own. And it was like Stevie was that vessel. It was like God used him to bring me into Jesus's arms. And that's exactly what I had been praying for. Even seasons prior to meeting Stevie, I just was like, I was alone. And I said, I, I just can't do this anymore. I can't figure out my life. I don't know my identity. I just can't really go to my family. I needed support and I needed I just needed validation. I needed to know who I was. And I need to know that there really was a God up there that heard my prayers. And at the time, I just believed in a higher being. And I didn't know really who God was. I didn't know any of the characteristics of God. I didn't know that there's a God out there that, yes, you can have a relationship with yeah. through the good times and the bad times and through it all. And so Stevie really, God brought him into my life at the perfect season and I'm so glad that I would ask him questions about God and that I never shied away from it, you know, and he was never hesitant about sharing the love of Christ with me. And I look back at that now and I tell him, I say, you know, you've been a believer your whole life, but just to be real with you, I spent 22 years of my life not knowing that there was a God that I could have a relationship with. So I am somebody who is very vocal today about that, and I am so I guess, proud to talk about that because I've been on the other side of not knowing that. And I will tell you, somebody who is very vulnerable, who is searching, they want to be fed. Their spirits are thirsty. I mean, and my spirit at the time was so thirsty for that. And Stevie. I'm so glad that he prayed through it and he listened to God and he had a, he had those moments of like, Oh God, am I being a Bible thumper? I don't want to be that person. Like, mm. and he never was because wow. he just shared the love of God it through his heart and, and just by who he was and the way that he acted. And there were so many times, girls, I was aggressive. I was mm. impatient. I was angry. I was just right there at the edge of that line One foot crossed over getting to know Jesus, but the other foot was still very much like who I was in the flesh. And there were so many times that Stevie had to bite his tongue, that he had to go home and really pray and ask God to give him strength on the other side, because it's hard sometimes to not defend ourselves or to want to react a certain way. And the way that he did it, just I look back now and I'm like, man, you are literally a man of God and I hope and pray one day if we have a son that he will be just like that because, man, did that bless me in that season of life, you know?
2: Yeah. Wow. I love that story. I think that's so so cool and powerful because I think what, like, you probably can say now is that thing that you were so drawn to in him that made him stand out from all the rest was just, like, Jesus inside of him and the light of Christ shining through him. And that's just so cool because I think that um, – You know, I think everybody's love story, everybody's stories of how they they meet there's someone or whatever it is, like it all looks so different. And I love that mm, yeah. y'all, y'all story was such a story of like sweet redemption of like somebody just being Jesus and how that really does like make all the difference in the world that we don't have to like say all the perfect words all the time to like share our faith with people that it's yeah. just like yeah. who we are, that it stands out and it's different. And I love it. I love mm. that we're talking about evangelism on the relationship podcast. Yeah. This is awesome. <laughs> <So good. laughs> we love God is
0: just yeah I mean God has been in it it's yeah. just crazy because yeah. I mean I was definitely like I'm never dating again after going through yeah. a really bad breakup mm. and then look literally I opened the door and and there he, there's God right there and mm. he's he's got my husband packaged for me right here on this platter. And I'm like, whoa, this is like only things that would happen in your dreams. Yeah. I, I was just amazed by it all. Not to say that it was an easy process because it definitely wasn't. And we had to sacrifice a lot to be together, um, with cultural barriers from my side and my family, not really supporting our relationship but we got through it. And the great thing is, is that we didn't get through it alone. You know, God was really always at the center of it. And we had great friends and community. And so that really did help us um, in those early years when we were dating and and starting to take this thing really seriously together.
2: Mm, I love that. So good. And just powerful and I'm excited to ask you just more questions just because I know you guys have like a, a different lens just for how your relationship started. And so we actually kind of pulled our audience and asked them to ask us what questions they would want to ask an awesome couple. And so I'm gonna just we're gonna just ask you some of those. They're kinda That's random. So great. They're yes. all over the place. But <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> we will jump in. So going off of um, some of the faith stuff, I'll just start there. So what does it look like for you guys to seek the Lord together now? And how do you kind of continuously um, push each other, push each other towards Jesus?
0: You know, we've had seasons where life has gotten crazy, right? Like, I wish I could say that we've had the perfect mornings of quiet time together and individually. And there have been seasons where we have had that. And it's been amazing you know, after we had our daughter, Valentina, who we love, I mean, life was just so crazy. And and it was in that season when really, we needed God now more than ever to really help guide us and steer us. And I remember specifically in that season, we had kind of felt like, man, we've been so busy lately. We've been so distracted. We just kind of felt like how I feel like so many of us can easily feel when life gets crazy. We just felt like we were, we needed to reprioritize. And I remember Stevie said to me, he said, we should challenge ourselves. And he's always been really good about kind of help leading, leading us in our walk. Um, And he said to us, we should get together with other couples and we should have our own kind of couples, not Bible study, but more of just a small group in LA where we were and just Get together with other people, other young couples who are married, and just start that here. Like, let's just do it here. Mm -hmm. And so I said, that's a great challenge. Like, let's do it because... For the longest time, we were searching for it and we were like, where can we find like a small group that we can be a part of? And we were bouncing around to so many churches. We didn't necessarily feel like connected to any specific church at the time. So Stevie was like, let's just do it ourselves. Let's start a small group for married couples here. So we started doing that together. And that was amazing to be able to sit with other couples in a room and to talk out our feelings, our thoughts, our emotions. and something else that we did and I was I was proud of myself because Stevie's always the one that's leading but I was like I want to also challenge us I know that we're new parents and we're tired and we'd rather sleep than get up but I said let's set our alarm clocks to 6 a.m. every day and this is before our daughter would wake up and I said let's literally go in separate rooms and spend our quiet time with the Lord and you can go and do your thing in the room, whatever that looks like, reading the word, journaling, and then whatever, and I'm going to do my thing. And I said, for me personally, Stevie knew that, you know, I didn't grow up with that foundational knowledge of understanding the word, getting into the word. So when I became a believer after 22 years of not, I felt like, whoa, I have a lot of catching up to do. Like, you see how we put that pressure on ourselves. I was just Mm -hmm. like, man, I'm just, I don't feel like, at the time I'd be like, I don't feel like smart enough. I don't feel like I understand God enough because I haven't necessarily read the Bible front to back. And not to say that, that, discredits my relationship with God and the revelations and the things that he has shown me and taught me, but I really got down on myself for a while and I just felt like it was a personal goal of mine to conquer that beast because I've always struggled with the hunger to read a book in general. I mean, I was the spark notes girl in school, like I <laughs> yeah. just would avoid reading at all costs and it's mm-hmm. like being a new mom, I could find a million excuses in that season why I could just avoid opening up the Bible. And I said, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to conquer this beast inside of me. And I also had to pray about it because I was like, God, I know this. I was like, don't kill me. But I was like, <laughs> I really, I, I would love for you to put a hunger on my heart to want to read the like, Word. I want that yeah, hunger. I want good. that hunger. Like I cannot live without reading the Word. And so... I noticed that sparked in me where I was like, all right, at six AM, I'm getting up every day and I'm gonna start the Bible from the beginning. I wanted to dive in from the beginning and I wanted to finish it. So I got the message version because that is just the best version. And for me, I felt like this is like the 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 for, for dummies. It's like the Bible for dummies. <laughs> yeah. And so yes. I said I, I love it. Suddenly, suddenly the version Because I had been exposed to so many different versions in church and all that. I just connected with the message translation of the Bible. And it just made so much more sense to me. And that was great. And so Mm -hmm. in that season of life, Stevie did his thing. And then I would go to the living room and I would do my own thing. And I just cannot tell you. When you give God the first hour of your day, before your kids, before your workout, before anything, before looking at your phone even, man, that pays you tenfold, like the rest of your day. I mean, it sets the tone for a winning day, I will tell you that. And so doing that every day, um, it just, man, it changed my life from the inside out, and I just Mm -hmm. I felt like I was really... Falling more in love with God, understanding who he is, and suddenly little bits and pieces of my life were starting to make sense as the day went on, like I would connect it to the word. And I mean, the Bible really has now become my my sword and my shield. And it's just been so great that I've had that hunger because I'm not going to lie, it wasn't there in the beginning. Yeah. Um, and you really have to just practice and, and read. And so it's been, I, I guess that's kind of how we've been able to just stay at it is, making time for God. You have to make that time.
2: Yeah. And what I love about that is that there is accountability, like you guys do it together, but there's also this like separate pursuit of God's heart individually too, of like realizing, I love that you Sazon took on, you said like hey I really need to grow in this area and I really want Mm -hmm. to grow in this area and I know that has to happen between me and the Lord and then Stevie's in the room next to you being your cheerleader and encourager and keeping you accountable and I think that's such a a cool like you need both in a relationship when you're seeking the Lord you need that accountability and encouragement but also that individual pursuit of the Lord on your own too is so important so that's really good yeah I think so often when you get in a relationship you're like I'm gonna meet this awesome Christian
1: pastoral guy and then you you know we're just gonna do the bible together it's gonna be like so much easier like going to church will be easier worshiping will be easier and it's like you might get lazy about it so I love that you like really pressed it and that's like such a good thing to first mention so okay I have a really yeah. funny question this is um kind of hilarious but I feel like it's really real okay did you guys ever go through in your relationship like an obsession phase like where you were totally obsessed with each other um and is it a good thing or like a bad thing you know what's hilarious
0: is if anybody is upset gets obsessed it's me it's the fiery middle eastern because we just I mean we wear our hearts on our sleeves and when I met Stevie I will say when we started dating okay I was very much like, let's say he was working. He worked so many jobs, bless his heart. He was like working at Home Depot in college, okay? Hmm. And I just had not heard from him all day. And I mean, yeah. you want to talk about obsessive? Of course I was obsessed and loved kissing his cheeks and squeezing his cheeks and counting all his freckles at one, in one period of life. That's amazing. But no, I'm talking about the obsessed where I would be like, Why isn't he texting me back? (laughs) And I literally, this was again, at the very beginning of our relationship. And so what I had realized was that things from my past, those insecurities and those things that I had to go through, they were now seeping into this relationship. And Stevie would always completely address it. And man, he nipped it in the most amazing way that you can when I told him, where have you been all day? Like, what's going on? I remember he called me, and he said, Hey, I've got about 12 missed calls from you and a million text messages. <laughs> He's like, what's going on? And I said, listen, if this thing is going to work, we can't avoid each other. You have to like, understand that, like, I'm trying to reach you. And he just kind of like, his tone of voice was very calm. And he said, where, where's this coming from? Mm. He was like, and then we and then I got my voice calmed down my fiery Middle Eastern voice calmed down and I would say well in my last relationship I always felt like I wasn't being heard I just felt like I was always banging on a door and it was never opening and and my ex was just not reciprocating like I just was always always trying to get that attention you know Mm -hmm. to be heard yeah and Stevie just like he asked the right question at the right time because it was in that conversation that I realized whoa I am bringing some of that stuff into here and acting a little obsessive and he just reassured me and he said listen you never have to worry about that like Mm -hmm. I care about what you think and we had a really good conversation after that it's just and it just, it, it hasn't happened since. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. when you communicate through those things, it's its just because usually those obsessive behaviors, they're, it's stemming from something, right? And mm-hmm. I i think we don't realize it sometimes in our nature, but it usually stems from maybe a place of insecurity or needing reassurance or not feeling loved or whatever. But that's kind of where I was coming at. And he just like nipped it in the most amazing way. And communication the way that we communicated it out it just whoa, well, like it was amazing and I mean any other guy would probably run after 12 missed
2: calls, <laughs> 12 missed calls. Like, that's impressive yeah. <laughs> I love that I think that's so true that I think so many of us enter into relationships with like six suitcases from our past with us and there's like all this stuff that we carry with us that we don't even realize that mm-hmm. we've been carrying because we've gotten so used to carrying that like heavy load and heavy heavy burden. And I think that it's so good. I think we have to be able to unpack, uh, unpack all of our baggage, all of our insecurities, all of our fears. And what I love is that like when the Lord is truly at the center of a relationship, it is a safe place to unpack those things and to like deal with those things and to process those things. And that is what is so cool. And I think the difference marker in a lot of relationships is you can unpack those things together because, you know, at the end of the day, both of you are Taking those things to the Lord and that's just so important. That's so good. Yeah, and so good. And so, okay, I have another random question. This question is the one that we got the most frequently, and I thought this was interesting because I've definitely asked somebody this question before. Okay. This is how did you know that Stevie was the one? Or how did you know like Stevie was the guy that you were like, Okay, yes, marrying him? Oh my gosh. Well, there were no red flags. Yeah, Like
0: the only, the only red flags that, that I was, that I had, that I had were the ones that I was putting up, you know, they were like external around us, the environment, people not wanting us to be together because he wasn't Kurdish or, you know, like those flags, it was all outside stuff, external. Um, But with him, it was like perfect. It was like too perfect. I was like, uh, not to say that we didn't argue and we didn't fight, but the things that I was just, man, really hoping and praying for in previous the previous relationship that just it was not there. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was like it was so solid with him. I specifically remembered one night we were, you know, I stayed a little later on campus. It's like 530 and we went and he drove We we drove to this little park by his house and we just parked the car at this park and we just sat there and we talked for hours and he was just such a good listener and I just remembered like looking at him and just thinking like man like thinking like whoever this guy marries like She would be the luckiest girl in the world because I am just ripping his ear off because I had so much baggage. And I was also at the time so fascinated in learning about God. So I had all these questions about Jesus. I was just like a question crazy machine. I was just throwing questions out. And he was so patient and he cared. He cared about what I thought and what I had to say. And he also will tell you if he was here, he he says this all the time. He's like, you give me too much credit, you know, (laughs) but he's like, you know, he's like, there was just something about you that I didn't see in other women that I had gotten to know that I had dated. And he's like, there was just, you had real substance about you and you were never afraid to talk about deep things, to go beyond the surface and dive deep into topics and questions. And for him, he really loved that. And he just was like, you were a girl when there was more meat, you know, like there was meat to to you and what you liked and what you believed. And he was just so fascinated. He was not bored, I guess, in a sense, because I just had so many questions. And I just remember in this car thinking like, man, whoever he marries, like, she'll be so lucky. And then I just looked at him. And for that little brief moment of a second, I was like, man, what if it's me? You know, and I thought to myself, man, that would be a dream come true. Because it just I was like in this it just felt so pure, so real and. Mm -hmm. He wasn't after anything other than my heart and getting to know me. And I just love that about him because I think I was coming out of a relationship too, where I was just like, all guys want is one thing and they just want to be intimate or they just want, you know, to hang out with you for your good looks. And that was an insecurity I had when I met Stevie, just because I came out of a relationship where that was a part of it. And The fact that Stevie made it very clear from the beginning and he said, I said to him, man, you, uh, this is how real I was with him. I was like, you are just, I can tell you're a player. I was like, you've probably been with so many girls because look at how gorgeous you are. And you just charm everybody with your accents and your, and he literally was like, actually, no. He's like, I'm saving myself for my wife. And that was completely at the time I my eyes were like like, what (laughs) I like loved him even more because that no law there was no pressure Mm, that was out of out of the picture Mm. and I actually I appreciated that and I wanted that so badly and I just wow like that really blessed me too so that was another moment when he told me that I was just like wow, like this guy's mm. the real deal. This is husband material. Yes. I <laughs>
1: love that. That's so sweet. That's so sweet. Oh, I love it. Okay. Do you guys, this is kind of specific, um, but we wanted to know your guys' love languages and how those play out in your relationship. Um, <laughs> yeah. If you know them. <laughs> yes, we do know them. I love that
0: book. I mean, anyone and everyone, even if you're single, you should read the five love languages book. Um, Stevie is... Uh, I would say his first one, he says is physical touch, but I would say it's probably quality time. It's it's really the two are quality time and physical touch. Like that's really his love. Like if I just, if I'm scratching his leg or like rubbing his back, whoa, he'll tell me like, after the fact, we'll be laying in bed and he'll just be like earlier today when you scratched my back at, like, around 1.30 p.m., that really blessed me. I was like, what? I didn't That's even amazing. know I was doing it. <laughs> I was just naturally, and, and then for me, my love language is, um, I would definitely say acts of service, and it's like, man, if I come home after a long day and Stevie has already given Teeny a bath, he's done the dishes. I'm like,
2: Oh my gosh, you're the (laughs) best. Acts of service is probably my, my number one. I love that. that. Do you ever find yourself like doing acts of service? Um, hoping that he will do those for you? Like, (laughs) i love how people use their their personal love language to try to like manipulate people but it doesn't work for them because they don't care
0: (laughs) yeah well and you know it's crazy you say that because sometimes we don't realize it like like i would i mean i said i'm the cleaner one but you know there's times where stevie has his clean laundry out and i'm just like i'm gonna fold it for him i'm just going to Put everything together and fold it. And I would do this a lot when we started, you know, after we got married and we lived together. Yeah. I would go out of my way to tidy up things for him. And it's not that he didn't appreciate it, but he didn't respond in the way that I would have. Because, yes. hello, that's not <laughs> his love language. And yeah. Then the same goes for him. He's like, babe, he's like, we were watching that movie and I was literally. Rubbing your back for like thirty minutes—did you even notice? And I'm like, yes, I noticed. It was sweet, but <laughs> I mean, you, if you did the dishes, I think that would really light me up. You know, yeah. I mean, so, we've <laughs> had to learn. We've had to learn what makes the other person tick and and yeah. what sets their heart on fire. And you just do it. Not to say that you can't do those other things. I just sometimes like to be able to organize his stuff, it makes me feel better. So I'll just do it not with the incentive of getting anything in return, but because I want to be a good wife. And and I love doing that. My mom is such a servant leader, and she does those things. That's just how I grew up. And so I'm trying to be better at, you know, the little massages and taking time for us giving him a hug and not necessarily, you know, Hugging Teeny first, like giving him that first hug in the morning before we go grab our daughter and things like yeah. like those little things mean so much. And so you just learn as you grow in your relationship.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's those are so important. And I think those are such practical things that so many people can start to step into in relationships. So I love that. For sure. Okay, I think just to kind of like almost wrap things up for us. So I know oftentimes when I'm sure people from the outside look at you guys' life, they're probably like, oh, my gosh, she has the dream. She has, you know, a house, job, husband, you know, a, a beautiful daughter, all these things. And I think that there are a lot of girls listening right now who are probably single. And honestly, as you've been talking, they're just like daydreaming about, you know, their future someone. So. Almost, I'd love to hear just from you, from your perspective, and just like from the reality of being on the other side, like what encouragement or just words of wisdom would you want to give to single women out there? Oh my gosh.
0: Yeah. I really hope this blesses anybody listening because. I actually woke up at 6 a.m. today, which God does this sometimes with me, and I just started writing in my notes section on my phone, and I didn't know why, but this question is really bringing me back to that and what I wrote. Mm. Um, and and that's, you know, for, for everything that people see on the outside, it's like when they're looking through, like on Instagram and social media and hearing even my love story probably, which has sounded maybe picture perfect via this podcast, but The reality is I think anything good that has come in my life and in Stevie's life too, he'll, he'll agree with this. It's, it's been after kind of walking through seasons where we've had to find comfort and temporary discomfort. Mm -hmm. And that has, that is what has brought the long-term blessings, you Mm -hmm. know? And I think in those seasons, for example, like I'll never forget when I had to tell my parents, like I am going to marry the man of my dreams, but he's not who maybe you wanted me to marry. I remember that was the most uncomfortable season of my life. Mm. Insert pain, insert anxiety, insert just all of these emotions. I mean, I just felt like how am, how is this going to work and how am I going to be able to salvage this relationship with my family? And that right there was the epitome of the whole I had to find comfort in, in that temp- temporary discomfort, and I think in those moments when you kind of surrender whatever that thing is, that problem that you're going through, when you just surrender it and kind of lean into the discomfort of it, and then you just give it the rest of it to God, and you really have to learn how to, like, be still when you give it to God practicing that stillness in those seasons when you just want to like, uh, you just want to be in control. I mean, there really is long-term blessings waiting on the other side. And I've seen that across not only my personal life, but my professional life. Anytime I've just tried to be the ruler of my own world, I have just hit dead end after dead end after dead end. And I've always had to end up turning around and getting right back in it and centered with God and, and, I just feel like we're human. And sometimes we just want the solution instantly. So Mm. if anybody's listening, and they're just like, man, I've been trying to date, I've been, I've been putting myself out there, I've just been spending those seasons of my life where I've been focusing on myself to better myself so that I could get out there and maybe meet that guy, you know, meet my Stevie or whatever. I think it's so important to know that, God is always working, even in those waiting seasons. He's always working for us the same way, you know, when an airplane is just waiting to take off. It's like that airplane, so many people are behind the scenes getting that plane ready to go off the ground. And it's the same thing with with how God works in our life. Like, even in this quarantine season we're in right now, it's like God is always working. He's working for you, never against you. And I believe that even when you're ready— and you're like, I'm, I've am i been putting myself out there and I'm so ready. I believe that the man that God has for you, he's not ready yet. And God's getting him ready and he's preparing him and he's preparing his heart for you. And so God just see things in ways that we cannot see and we cannot understand. So we have to really find ourselves at a true place of rest. When we give things to God, when we ask him to move those mountains, we really need to trust him and let him move those mountains and give him that chance to be God and mm-hmm. to show us what he can do. Cause we know God can do some amazing things and he loves to show that off. And so we just need to let him. Mm-hmm. And I believe that really growth starts at the end of our comfort zones we've all seen that quote on pinterest and it's true it's it's when we're uncomfortable in those seasons of discomfort when you know just hang on and and know that God's going to walk you through it. He's going to guide you through it. And guess what? There is going to be a blessing waiting for you on the other side. Mm -hmm. And so that's my encouragement to anyone listening out there, um, whatever the problem is that you may be facing right now, just knowing that God is in it with you and that you aren't in this alone. You will never have to face anything alone. Mm -hmm. So I just say let God in and let him in even deeper if he's already in. Let him in even deeper and just watch what he can do and listen around you because I'll tell you so many times just going for a nature walk, you'd be surprised how much the Lord can speak to you and just doing something as quiet and simple as that. So if you struggle with like being still and actually being quiet, sometimes it's just as simple as going for a quiet walk in nature. And that can really still keep your spirit still, which brings this peace. And it's when we're at true rest when God can move. So I think we have to really protect that and this quarantine has really kind of forced us all to, to
1: practice that. That's right I know we're all learning that for sure forced learning but in a good way. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh, wow that is so good and such hopeful truth that you just spoke on so many young women that are in that season of waiting right now so
2: glad god woke
1: you up at 6 a.m for that Seriously, so we could get that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> sorry you had to wake thank up you. early but we're we're <laughs> thankful <laughs> <laughs> me
1: too me too wow well thank you so much for sharing today this is so fun how can our uh, listeners stay connected to you Um, well, you guys can
0: just follow me on Instagram. I always say that's the easiest hub because it kind of connects to all other things. So if you follow my IG page, it's just my name at Sazan, S-A-Z-A-N. Then you can kind of dive in there and you're going to see lots of videos of my daughter because she's definitely taken over. (laughs) It's the teeny show now. Um, but I hope that. I can hopefully meet some of you guys through that platform. Yes. Hopefully you guys will comment. Let me know when this episode goes up too because I obviously want to share it. Um, and yeah. then hopefully we can just continue Continue living the good life and figuring out what that even means,
2: right? Yes, I know. They everybody needs to go listen to y'all's podcast. I was binging a couple episodes last week, and so fun and good. It's just like encouraging, but also just fun. I love like laughing with Thank you guys. You. So, yeah, so the, good. the good life. The good life. The with good
0: life is on. <laughs>
2: also, pretty much the coolest thing ever that your Instagram is just your first name. Like, yeah, you're like, oh my God. You're like on status with like Madonna. You know, just those one. <laughs> You imagine Namers?
0: though if my name was like Lauren
2: at Lauren. I mean, <laughs> Lauren. that would have been that would have
0: been even more incredible. Yeah. Like, Whoa. Um, but <laughs> I, I definitely was like, I got. I think I got to meet with Instagram a couple years ago, like go to their headquarters and just kind of like tour the facility. And one of the first things I asked, again, me being that passionate, fiery Middle Eastern, I was like um how can we change my handle because somebody stole at sazon and there's no picture or anything it's a spam account i need that profile name oh good work nobody's they're like, if nobody's on it and there's zero followers and there's no picture, it's clearly an inactive account. So they were able to like give me the name. And I was nice. like, praise
2: the Lord. Yes. <laughs> and now you're just up there in the, in the cool status. I love it. You and yeah, Madonna. i just trying to be like Beyonce. Beyonce, yeah. yep. All the good
1: ones. <laughs> That's amazing.
2: All right. Well, thank you so much. Thank you guys for listening to the For The Girl podcast. And we will talk to you soon. Bye. Thanks, guys.